0: Hey everyone, welcome to another edition of Sports with Friends. This is episode 332, and this is our final podcast of 2021. Uh, this is another tradition now of the podcast. Um, and if it goes on for two more years, our guest today is going to be the most guested uh, person on this on the history. Right now, LaTroy Hawkins has been on four, six times. Uh, Eli Manning has been on five. This is the fourth Sports with Friends appearance of Scott Seidenberg. Now, why are we having Scott Seidenberg on today? It is also week 17 in the National Football League. And with that, we also have the college football playoff schemes. Before we get into the two Jews hanging on Christmas, we welcome in Patrick Morrow, the head odds maker at BovadaSportsBook.com. Patrick, what will we be talking about?
1: Well, Scott, speaking of two Jews hanging out on Christmas, I just hope you go Gentile on me today.
0: That's good. That was a good line. Four years ago, uh, the Sports with Friends used to come out on Tuesdays. And four years ago, if you're listening to this, the week it's released. And if you're listening to this in the future, tell us what happens with Omicron and tell me how the flying car is. Um, If you're, if you remember, um, there was a a day where the show fell on Christmas. And I, I didn't think naively thought that I could skip a week. We skipped a week of the podcast. I get a call on Christmas Eve. We have commercials. We have sponsors. And if I don't produce an episode, uh, there's going to be trouble. The, 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 the contracts with the sponsors could get voided. I said, okay, I called every Jewish friend I know. He was literally the first guy I called. And Scott Seidenberg was then with NBC Sports Radio. And now he's with VEASAN. We'll talk about that in just a second. But I didn't know what to call the show because it was just me and him hanging out. It was just me and him hanging out. And what I called it was two Jews hanging out on Christmas Day. And that's what it was. We had Chinese food and we talked about the year in sports. Well, then we moved sports with friends to Wednesdays. So the next year, it did the same thing. Christmas fell on a Wednesday. And I said, well, what better way to do it than have two Jews hanging out on Christmas Day? Now, the last two years, we've rebranded it because it's not Christmas Day, but it's Christmas week. And I want this to be a tradition. As long as there is sports with friends, I want this guy on for the final podcast of the year. Scott Seidenberg, it is great to have you back. I did. I thought about going back to listen to the other three two Jews hanging out on Christmas episodes, but I said, you know what? Let's go with a fresh mind. I have an idea what 2020 was. I kind of remember the first time I have, I have no expectations for this episode. (laughs) I just know I'm thrilled to have you back.
2: Well, I'm thrilled to be back. And it's funny because last year, I'm sure COVID dominated the entire conversation. And here we are a year later,
0: but the vaccine had just been released. Yes.
2: Here we are a year later, and it's Christmas time again. And COVID has reared its ugly head, and it is now dominating the headlines, not just in the sports world, but it's dominating in the, the world, world right now.
0: Yeah. You know, the difference here is it, it kind of hit us like a ton of bricks. Um, just two weeks ago, we did Army Navy, and we did a podcast, you know, focusing on Army Navy. And when I was in that stadium, I wasn't COVID obsessed, but that was two weeks ago. Now I wouldn't go to Army Navy if, if if Army Navy was coming up now. I have turned down a credential to the Super Bowl. I'm not going. I, not as long as there's so much going on and so much spread. Sporting events I have issues with. Games are being postponed because players are testing positive. But every game that's being played has full fans in the United States. Canada has started to retract fans. Where do you see this going? Don't you think that there needs to be, hey, maybe only have 10,000 people at a, at a hockey game or a basketball game?
2: I, I hope it doesn't get to that point. You know, we were just uh, at, a, at, at a point this year where we were back to a sense of normalcy. And with this variant now spreading and more people testing positive, uh, you start to get to get get concerns. Um, I'm hopeful that as long as hospitalizations and deaths are down and vaccinations are working and this spread is encouraging people to get their boosters and whatnot, that everyone stays safe that we should be able to still have full capacity fans and, and we should be able to have games. And, you know, it's interesting because both the NHL and the NBA have a much higher vaccination rate than the NFL. Yet the NFL is still playing games playing, and the they're, NBA they're and the like NHL high water. are the ones that are They also have 70
0: yeah. players on a, on a team. Yeah, And so you could go with, you know, 60 players. But what I hated about the NHL, let's do the NHL first. I hated when the Bruins... The Panthers and the Devils had didn't have 18 skaters, but they had to play. Yeah. Incidentally, all those teams lost. Mm-hmm. That was wrong. Yet you're canceling, you know, Islander games and Calgary flame games and all these random games. Y- you need to have a, a consistent rule. And I think the rule should be if you can't field a freaking roster, you can't play the game.
2: Look, the Hawaii Bowl on Christmas Eve was canceled because Hawaii could not field the team. Um, and there, there's a lot going on. With Hawaii well, they said like.
0: also transfers. And, and, yeah, listen, and we can get
2: we can get into it as well. There's a lot going on with that Hawaii program. Todd Graham. I'm very surprised that he still has a job. But, you know, like Memphis flew to Hawaii getting ready to play this game. And, uh, you know, I was very happy. I had Memphis minus seven and the line moved up to nine. So I thought (laughs) I was going to get great closing line value on the the Tigers there. And then the game gets canceled. And it's a bummer because it's the second year in a row. We don't have a game on Christmas Eve. No sports on Christmas Eve. And, um, you know, just seeing the NHL cancel games, I think that also has to do with the fact that they are not going to the Olympics, NHL players. Right. And so there was this built in off time in the schedule that is now going to be filled by rescheduled games. The so problem, the an- though,
0: the pro- uh-huh. before you continue, the problem is a lot of these buildings are booked because they anticipated, the, because they anticipated they the off, the off time. Yep. There are going to be noon on Wednesday, wake yeah. up hockey games. Yeah. It's going to be really
2: weird. And, uh, well, what I've been told is that we're going to get nationally televised games. Like we're going to get standalone games during the during those twenty-four days that the networks are going to air. So
0: TNT and ESPN yes, will make it. We're going to have a national streaming gonna, service, which we should also get
2: to. Yeah, we're going to have a nationally televised game on a Tuesday night. Right. You know, it's the and it's going to be the only game being played in the nhl so that's what i've been told is that we're going to have some select nationally televised games during the 24 day original olympic break
0: i hope they make it all up i hope they're not playing back to back to backs you know i hope they're not you know killing these players you know the competitive balance in the nhl to me is is better than the nba now the nba is in a different set because the rosters are so small and the covid numbers but like here's another example so this week again if you're listening to this the week that it's out okay so last week because uh, we're recording this on christmas day um bradley beal uh tested positive but two guys on the knicks tested positive also uh-huh. why are you playing that game that game is compromised
2: yeah because, because that, what, and, and what's crazy so, is like, like, but do you everyone's you in contact? Like, yeah, the rest of the team is in contact with these players, <laughs>
0: constant contact, yeah. like you're you're, comp- you're considered opposed. Now, is, is, is your attitude that listen, you know, the, the tickets were sold, the, the networks are ready, like you, you gotta it's a business, you gotta press on and get yeah. these games in? Yep, because for my attitude, is compromised competition is not the way to do it.
2: Well, that's what's happening in the NBA. They're allowing now teams to sign players to emergency 10 day contracts that do not count against the salary cap or the luxury tax. And what you're seeing is players coming out of all these players coming out of retirement to play what Joe Johnson played in an NBA game for the Celtics. He's 40 years old. You know, you get guys like Darren Collison coming out of retirement to sign with the Lakers. Isaiah Thomas really signing with the Lakers. No, not that Isaiah Thomas. That would be pretty crazy if it was that one. Could you imagine? But, you know, could yeah. you imagine? You, yeah. you have all guys of a sudden, like Larry yeah. Byrne. Man. Yeah. Yeah. Isaiah Thomas. Like Charles Barkley goes from the, the <laughs> TNT pregame show. All of a sudden he's playing, you know, um, but that's what's happening. It's like the NBA is turning into the big three. Seeing all these uh, old veterans playing now.
0: More with Scott Seidenberg of VEASAN. It's the annual now. We can say annual because it's been four times now. Uh, two Jews hanging out on Christmas. That's what we do for Sports with Friends. We also welcome in the head odds maker at Bavada, Patrick Morrow. And Patrick, we have two massive college football games starting off this Friday night. The Alabama Crimson Tide taking on Cincinnati.
1: Michigan taking on Georgia. Size them up, my friend. Sure. Well, I you know, right out of the gate, uh, we're already seeing more money on some of these bowl games uh, that we have in years past. Uh, I mean, last year is an easy comparison year over year because, well, we just we didn't have as many bowl games, even with all the cancellations that have taken place so far with a lot of lesser bowls, your Sasparilla bowls, uh, your mayo bowl, mayo bowl still standing.
0: Do you think somebody um, goes to the Bovada website and looks for the Sasparilla bowl?
1: <laughs> no, but I, I, I had to do a double take last week. There, there's actually a gasparilla bowl. Oh, that's, that's so actually a so thing ridiculous. and I was just like did Seth just you know mispronounce what actually no. was this so
0: no that was a complete made up thing
1: so I, I think given an, enough time and words in the English language eventually everything will have been a bowl at some point uh, before the end of our lives Seth uh you know perhaps uh Bavada at odds podcast bowl is you know in our near future but uh yeah, we'll yeah. talk to the, we'll talk to the people in marketing and make that oh yeah that would be uh, so where, where where should we have that game should that be a Barbados one or where would we pick uh someplace inside boring. of the right
0: someplace okay boring.
1: okay so we can make to that happen.
0: too with all the restrictions
1: absolutely okay we'll make that happen well <laughs> you know when we're looking to renew next year we'll make that uh part of the package um yeah it's uh you know it's it's been an interesting bowl season again we, we have had to deal with uh you know some cancellations in these games but uh uh, you know, fingers crossed, uh, looking at the press conferences, it's, it seemed, I, I mean, I was going to say this, it seems like the teams are doing everything they can to try and be there and be safe and everyone tests negative for the big game. But we've seen people do all the precautions that they think they can do. And really, outside of locking yourself inside, uh, it's its really, really difficult to avoid this variant of the virus. But we are fingers crossed at that, that these games will go off without issue. Uh, looking at the current updated odds, uh, we have seen Alabama drop down from 14 to 13 and a half at Bovada so you know just a half point move but it is coming off a key number like that and we are still seeing pretty split action on the game uh, more money on Cincinnati money line, more money on Alabama point spread at the minus 13 and a half number so which is kind of what we tend to see in big games like this folks kind of think well if I like the dog I might as well just take him out right you know what fun is it uh you know just taking a team not to lose by 13 and a half points and that kind of recreational mindset is more prevalent in larger games like this uh looking at the over under for this one currently sitting at 57 and a half that has dropped down a little bit from 59 as you would expect uh we're seeing about 70 percent of all bets on the under in that one at bavada so that, that's how the 1st semifinal is looking uh if we look ahead to georgia michigan at 7 30 the last game of 2021 uh george is still sitting at seven and a half right now at Bavada, and michigan is getting uh about 70 percent of all bets on point spread and the money line uh michigan really came out of nowhere this year seth they were an average team doing an average thing and their conference just kind of broke for them uh you know a coach like harbaugh was very much in the hot seat had not won a big game at michigan and all of a sudden out of nowhere finds himself in the college football playoffs so uh you know good news for you if you're a michigan fan good news for you if you're you know, someone uh, tied to the success of Harbaugh there, but uh, I, I think Georgia bounces back uh, big in that one. Over under Seth, only sitting at 45 and a half, uh, the lowest total of all remaining bowl games left. But uh, yeah, so it should be a tight one. I think that Georgia defense has a bit of a, a comeback after that SEC championship game. But who knows? Perhaps Michigan continues to surprise.
0: All right. Let's take a look at week 17 in the NFL and a gem of a matchup, a potential playoff preview, the Dallas Cowboys hosting your Arizona Cardinals.
1: But uh, yeah, very interesting matchup. Uh, you know, Arizona, my goodness, they were they were running away with the NFC early in the year, and uh, they've just had loss after loss. Uh, it's not looking great. Uh, Cliff is finally looking like the coach I was savaging him as all season, so, you know, maybe I can take something from that. Uh, the Cow- Cow- Cowboys in this one, Seth, currently five and a half point favorites at Bavada. Uh, If we were looking to line this game uh, as early as two, three weeks ago, Cowboys would be lucky to be three, maybe minus two and a half. Uh, Our opinion, our ratings of the Cardinals are just completely tanked in that time. So perhaps small sample size, perhaps we're overreacting, but uh, players certainly seem to think the line is fair as about 65% of all bets are on the Cowboys at minus five and a half in that spot.
0: All right. Some other key matchups, including the Las Vegas Raiders, uh, they're in the playoff mix taking on those Indianapolis
1: Colts. Yeah, super interesting one there, Seth. Uh, we got the news early in the week that uh, Carson Wentz was uh, added to the COVID protocol. And uh, because he is unvaccinated, he is someone that uh, would, uh, and we have to stress would, would have had to absolutely miss this game. But because the NFL has changed their guidance in uh, to align with the updated CDC guidance that says vaccinated or unvaccinated, you only need five days uh, of isolation after a positive test. So now he's potentially playing. So we've seen this line set jump up and down from minus eight to minus six, uh, back up to minus seven and a half. Uh, It's currently sitting there right now at Bovada. But uh, I got to tell you, as soon as we get that word, that update, uh, it'll probably be a tweet because everything is breaking by tweet these days. But, uh, you know, that line can move quick. So I would say if you're anticipating that Wentz will or will not be playing, you can kind of take a shot now because that line of seven and a half will move in one or one direction either way depending on that information over under currently sitting 44 and a half uh in that same vein if Wentz is playing that number is going up so uh you know if you want to try and beat us if you want to try and have the Adam Schefter tweet notification sent to your phone uh we'll be doing the exact same things but yeah that's the line right now at the Vada but uh it'll definitely be on the move once we have confirmation as to who's under center for the Colts
0: Well, that's the trick. I mean, it it literally, it's all happening in real time. So that's why I wanted to make sure we brought it up uh, this week on the podcast. Uh, Also, another key game, the LA Rams taking on the Baltimore Ravens.
1: Yeah, Seth, another interesting matchup that if we were to line this uh, three, four weeks ago, we'd probably have the Ravens as ever so slight home favorites in this one. But they have been struggling of late. And the Rams have been the team that, uh, on paper, we always thought they were this season. And they're now a team that has come all the way back to take the lead in the NFC West. The Rams currently three-and-a-half-point road favorites in this one, Seth, and it is one of the larger positions of the week at Bovada as about 80% of all money is on the Rams on this one. Uh, Over-under currently sitting at 46-and-a-half right now.
0: Enjoy all the games. Our thanks and a happy new year to you, Patrick Morrow from Bovada. Now back to my friend Scott Seidenberg and I. It's the fourth annual Two Jews Hanging on Christmas.
2: Which is, you know, what's crazy is like, like, why aren't these NBA teams going the other direction? Like, why aren't they? San why are not
0: league guys? Yeah.
2: Like young kids and whatever, giving them a chance, whatever. Instead, you're bringing uh-huh. in 40 year old Joe Johnson.
0: I, I, I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't know. I this is just at a time where I am. I'm just wondering. Um,
2: Do you remember at the beginning of the NFL season? What did they say? The NFL will not reschedule any games due to COVID. If right. a team cannot field a, a team, they will suffer a loss. And what happens? The first time it comes to, to fruition and a team can't field the team, they hey, reschedule, they reschedule the game. Yep.
0: Yeah, they rescheduled three games. It was it was very alarming. And the Eagle fans had a had a point, you know, because it was like 25 guys on Washington yeah. that were were positive, and the Eagles were not. And they were like, Well, why do we have to have a short week now? Yep. Why do we have to mess with our schedule? Like, let's just give us the win. And The yeah, same thing with the Raiders. I, the, I mean, that. the
2: Raiders still won the game, but, like, they were, and Eagles won as well, but, like, they were dealing with, uh, you know, they were like, hey, the Browns, that's their fault. Like, why do we have to suffer now?
0: All right, let, let's, let's move on from COVID. Um, this NFL season, uh, as a court cutter, <laughs> I had access to red zone for the first time yeah. in four years. Uh-huh. And... Uh, for those of you who understand my loyalty on the podcast, I am loyal to Andrew Siciliano on Directv. I just don't have Directv anymore. Hulu for ten dollars makes it available to have the Red Zone, and it's to me the only way to watch the NFL.
2: Yeah, I do it through YouTube TV.
0: Right, it's same, same, same concept. But mm-hmm. you, however, but you how,
2: s- yeah, I did YouTube TV because Veasan is available on YouTube TV.
0: Yes, <laughs> we have <laughs> to get to that. Um, it seems to me that this season has been remarkable you've seen key upsets at great times you've seen amazing finishes um you have star power you've had a little bit of off-field controversy aaron Rodgers and, and whatnot this season has been a complete home run for the nfl going into its final stretch
2: yeah, and in terms of, you know, who's going to win this thing, I mean, it's yes, you have the Packers and the Bucks, but even the Bucks losing, you know, but the Packers really look like the strong team. The Kansas City Chiefs started the season Terribly Ruggly. right yeah. and, and everyone wrote them off, and now they're the odds-on favorite to win the Super Bowl. Uh, them the Green Bay Packers and the Tampa Bay Bucks. And and it's you know, as somebody who works Tennessee
0: fit in there, where's Arizona? Tennessee's
2: odds, there? Tennessee's odds have fluctuated so much, you know. They started out so hot, they lose Derrick Henry, they lose a couple of games. Now, all of a sudden, you know, a big win against the 49ers, and people are back on the Tennessee Titans bandwagon. You know, it's been a very fun season, and as someone in a position like myself where I'm constantly tracking the odds and talking about these things to see the fluctuation week in and week out to see the, the just instant reaction, overreaction every single week. It truly shows you why the NFL is the greatest product there is out there. You know, uh, think about this. The Patriots not expected to do to do much. They start playing well. Bill Belichick's odds to win coach of the year are plus twelve hundred. The Patriots to win the AFC East is not even being thought of because the Buffalo Bills are the favorite to win the Super Bowl. And Josh Allen's the favorite to win the MVP. You fast forward a couple of weeks. The Patriots are in first place with the potential chance, the number one overall seed. Bill Belichick's the favorite to win coach of the year, but hey, what's going to happen when uh, these two teams face each other this Sunday as we record this on Christmas? uh, The next day, what if the Bills win that game? (laughs) Now they're in control of the division and everything flip-flops again. And it's just its amazing how every single week something changes in the NFL, and I absolutely love it.
0: It's been been fun. Um, When last we spoke, you were living in New Jersey. You were doing some stuff with ESPN. Uh yep. Now you are done with that. You've said goodbye to them. You're now out in Las Vegas working for VEASAN. Um Tell people what VEASAN is. I mean, I know what it is, but tell, <laughs> tell our listeners, if you don't know what VEASAN is and what you do for them.
2: So VSIN okay. is uh, the Sports Betting Network. It's the Vegas Stats and Information Network. We broadcast here Vegas in Las Vegas. Vegas Stats
0: and Information Network.
2: Yep. Okay. It Got is it. the Sports Betting Network. We are available on uh, iHeartRadio, on, uh, on the v com, on the v app, TuneIn Radio. Uh, you can watch us on YouTube TV, Fubo, Sling, fun. Xfinity, all that we are a live 24 7 network now with uh, 24 hours of live programming because my show actually gets replayed so uh, I am on the air for the most during Monday through Friday oh, wow. uh, as, as I host The Look Ahead. Uh, every. Depending on where you are on the West Coast, it's uh, 10, 10 p.m. Pacific time. But if you're on the East Coast, 1 a.m. Eastern time. So okay. on the East Coast, it's Monday through Friday morning, 1 a.m. Oh. to 7 a.m. So you so get you it all. you do 1
0: to 4, and then it's 4 Correct. to 7.
2: Right. Yep, They're replayed. So uh, if you call
0: and- in at one thirty. You'll hear yourself at fourth.
2: (laughs) So the show is called The Look Ahead. And basically what I get to do, which is to my benefit, sometimes could also work out to my detriment, is uh, I get the first look at the lines for the next day. Or the next games, you know, and we're we're getting that first instant reaction and instant analysis to the opening lines for the next coming day. So I'm wrapping up the day in sports, the night in sports, you know, the NBA concludes and I'm looking ahead to tomorrow's NBA action. Uh, Same thing in the NFL. I'll come on the air uh, uh, on a Sunday after all the games are over. Not only will I not only will I preview Monday Night Football, but I'm getting the first look ahead to next week's lines and so you know you can get in early and you can certainly and it's worked out for me betting these games early and also it's hasn't worked out and with covid now i, I highly recommend that you don't bet early because you never know how things can change i mean just look especially at that
0: now especially yeah. nowadays
2: yeah so uh it's a, it's a fun show to do uh very informative um are you by you yourself know, i am by myself for the whole time so and i was joking about
0: the callers but do people call in
2: no, there's no, 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 no phone calls, but I do read thank, tweets thank um, God. Thank I, God. and oh, we got, thank we got goodness. great. We got great guests from uh, bookmakers to handicappers to, um, you know, people that cover the teams. And it's a really, really fun show. Uh, and I love doing call your friends
0: that you built from all your other talk shows.
2: Yeah, pretty much. But, uh, <laughs> and a lot of the connections and that are made out an here an in Vegas. you're an expert
0: at pre records
2: yes uh the magic of radio but um you know it's a tv show as well it's not just radio it's it's one of the less it's one of the hardest adjustments that i've had to make is um you know preparing to do a tv show every day which means you know i have to keep my appearance up and get a haircut and shave and make sure i'm dressed nice and uh, i can't just show up in sweatpants and a hoodie anymore the uh,
0: the feedback when i did my research on on having you on again i said you know what do people want to know about scott seinberg they said could the guy just clean himself up a little
2: <laughs> but not seriously listen slob. how you know like i, I would so <laughs> i i I'm a, make I'm a competitive softball player this is uh, one of my passions right even and in it, vegas they have softball oh in vegas? oh it's very serious here i mean there's tournaments every weekend and you know okay. teams are coming from utah and california and arizona ships? like casino chips. <laughs> um, so uh, what, what I used to do at times is like, let's say I play on like a weeknight. Sometimes I just roll right into the studio in my, in my dirty jersey and just do a radio show. Sure. Uh, can't do that <laughs> when you're on TV. No, oh, no. go home and shower and get cleaned up. And you can't just, like I said, roll up in uh, sweats and a hoodie, even though I would love to and wear a hat. Uh, can't do that when you're doing TV five nights a week.
0: No, you, you have to be an actual professional. Well, wow. uh, congrats on the gig, and I'm thrilled for you. I hate that you're not in my state anymore. Um, but then again, during the pandemic, what did I see you once? Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah exactly. Yeah. <laughs> there, 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 there you have it. A um, couple other uh, issues going on. Uh, number one, uh, the Olympics. Um, I have a really, really bad feeling about these Olympics. Uh, I understand exactly why uh, Beijing won another bid after just having a summer Olympics. Um, the money that flows through China is is uh, unquestionable. But given the um, two things, the the Daryl Morey uh, incident where, you know, he basically spoke up in in favor of, of Hong Kong and, you know, the NBA lost you know almost a half a billion dollars um, because of it. Um, And then there's the Peng Shui uh, controversy. Um, Again, at the time of this recording, she's now going out on social media services saying there's no problem. She was never sexually harassed, all this stuff. And, you know, people haven't seen her uh, in a competitive setting. They don't even know where she is. And yet the WTA is canceling all these events in China. And my argument about these Olympics is, number one, this is not... Uh, a country that we have diplomatic relations with we're not sending anybody there um i think it's too late to tell the athletes who have been working as hard as they can uh that we're that we're pulling out or boycotting but now that covid is what it has become again i don't want these olympics to even happen and the nhl players i understood the nhl players wanting to do an international tournament the competitive fire of a Steven Stamkos, you, you just, you hear from them. They want to do this international tournament and the international hockey tournament is the, one of the greatest spectacles in all of sports. Oh yeah. But if the games are on at four in the morning, then it's, 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 it's not worth, it's not selling the sport to anybody. And it's a, it's a critical error. It's a critical mistake. And I, I was against the NHL players from playing, but now I'm against more people from playing. And, you know, they're saying that if you test positive while you're out there, you could be quarantined in China for five weeks. That's absurd. Be out of your mind? Um, I'm anti-Olympics this round. I am very pro-Olympics in the future. And I think that we live in a streaming era where everything should be live. And if the time zones are that it's in the middle of the night, well, then nobody can see it. No one's watching
2: it um the only thing that I watch in the winter Olympics is the ice hockey um
0: well you watch but you, you kept an eye on the skating and the, the, yeah you, but you knew like, what like, was going on yeah
2: the figure skating does really great numbers you know that's like the the that's that's the thing that gets the most ratings But
0: it'll be over for fourteen hours when it airs exactly
2: exactly uh so not you know, I'm I'm not a fan. Um, it loses its juice without hockey to me, even though I don't, if they, like, let's say they send juniors and they well, send, like, the thing. a replacement a junior, team.
0: If you're a junior and you're not making a lot of money, are you going to the Olympics and risking your health?
2: I think you are, some of these kids. But that's, but the other thing is, oh, is, but but here's the thing. The world juniors is next month. So... What are they going to do? Like, do you just take your world junior team and go to the Olympics? Like, does does the time overlap, or uh, does the time even make sense? Because you not even do it. Like, will there even be a U.S. team represented in 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 the Olympics this year because of, like I said, the dates of the World Juniors?
0: I don't know. I I don't know the answer, and I I just I don't like. I, one of, that's one of the things we're going to target.
2: In so World Juniors is are is the Olympics. World Juniors December twenty sixth through January fifth. So, um, right. And then, yeah. there's,
0: there, then there's about a month and a half, a month. And so, two yeah,
2: I guess you could send, Olympics. I guess you could, by the way, I love the world juniors. Like I watch I watch this thing every year. I bet on this thing every year. Like I love the world juniors. And because like, you're seeing like a lot of these, um, a lot of these players are, you know, the studs that you're going to see in the NHL, um, you know, over the next couple of years, right? Yeah. I mean, Trevor zegris was the hero of the World Juniors last year. Yeah. And when USA beat Canada in the final, now this kid is a stud for the Ducks. Like, did you see that goal with the um, flipping it over the net and then smacking yeah, it out of midair? Like, that was, awesome. that was incredible. Like, this yeah. kid was, but he was the, you know, the star of the Juniors last year. So it's like, you're you're going to see, Players yeah, but go, even if
0: you I love the juniors, when you, you're, you're watching them at five in the morning when you're, d- you're done with your, 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 your television show, you wipe your makeup off and you're going back to bed?
2: It's not. It wouldn't be at five in the morning. Like, it's going to be... Um, it, where is it? It's in Canada.
0: No, 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 no. The
2: juniors is.
0: Yeah. But then the Olympics. The, oh, the root oh, you're problem, if, The yeah, root you're problem the, with the Olympics still exists. It doesn't go away. That's my argument. Hmm. The the, the the to me, and, and I've, I've said this on past podcasts, I've written columns about this. If the games are in a 12 hour time difference, yeah, you, NBC should not bid. Don't bid on these games, don't spend top dollar because your return on your investment. And it's different 20 years ago when tape delay broadcast could still get a great number, not in this era of streaming. Mm-hmm. It doesn't work. The Olympics doesn't work in Asia. 2024, you want to go to Paris? I'm in. I am all in for Paris.
2: And then 2026, Italy, and then LA, right?
0: Correct. Those three Olympics, NBC, you know, spend a fortune on. Do you want to weigh in on the NBC's paying more for the Premier League than uh, ESPN and Turner combined for the NHL?
2: <laughs> Did you? I see mean, that? no. Two
0: point seven five billion dollars to extend the rights to the Premier League for an app that costs five dollars a month to see every Premier League game.
2: Well, what about that? And I'm sure they get subscribers. And what about the Saturday morning games on on uh, NBC? On, right? Yeah, they probably do great numbers.
0: Well, no soccer game has ever gotten two million, but when they sell their advertising packages, they combine it,
2: so they're uh, averaging
0: a million per viewer. And yeah. these their viewers are seeing every game. It's a million per. So what they're claiming is at the end of a weekend, you have about 9 million people watching on NBC where at, or Peacock versus, um, you know, and what they'll argue is how many people are watching a Wednesday night NBA game.
2: I'm sure next year's ratings will be even better. I think Ted Lasso is definitely going to help get people more into uh. Premier League soccer.
0: But I think I think it separates the Premier League from all the other leagues. You know, soccer is overwhelmed with leagues. And what I think this shows is I don't think this is. um, I don't think this was a a put down, but I don't think it was a compliment. I think that uh, MLS got a big slap in the face when NBC is willing to spend 2.75 billion dollars to have the best league in the world, they are spent more. You could make the argument that if television rights are a metric in looking at sports today, you could argue the Premier League is but more of a Big Four in the United States of America than the ho- than hockey. And you and I are diehard hockey fans.
2: Well, yeah, you know it would be like it would be like uh, a TV network in Russia paying for. The NHL. Well, no
0: the, the the example is Japan, because Japan pays top dollar for the major leagues
2: for major and, league baseball, and, okay. and they
0: pay more than than the Japan yeah.
2: league. Yeah, yeah.
0: Japan League ratings did not go up when streaming became a thing because in Japan they just watch MLB. That's the argument. Since we have not spoken about kafilta fish, or balls. <laughs> Somebody asked me, they said, is your two Jews podcast really Jewish? Yes, it's a really Jewish
2: podcast. We're not. I I can't believe everything that's going on. (laughs) We're
0: not we're not anti Christmas, although I was anti Christmas because everything I heard and saw was Christmas being shoved down my throat. It was like too much. It was so this was
2: this was this is my first Hanukkah living in Las Vegas. And, you know, my parents are out here and we went to the store to try and find Hanukkah wrapping paper. (laughs) Good good luck.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I hadn't thought of that.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Target had one half of an aisle that had a little bit of Hanukkah decorations and some things. (laughs) A couple other stores didn't even have Hanukkah wrapping paper or anything. It was it was a uh, it was difficult to find some some Jewish stuff here.
0: Is Vegas um, diverse? Is it is it is it hard because there's so many tourists that it's hard uh, to disseminate?
2: Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's a lot of transplants. Um, it is very diverse here. Um, yeah, it is very diverse. There is um, there is a Jewish deli that I have to go check out though. Someone someone <laughs> someone told me about it. So, yeah, I mean, I haven't had Jewish deli since I moved. You know, we went to I took my parents to dinner one night. We went to Saginaw's at the Circa. And that's, you know, it's supposed to be like a Jewish type, uh, you know, Jewish style deli. I had the I had the matzo ball soup, which was good. Nice. Um, nice. But the lot, the potato pancakes were terrible. Oh, Oh, my goodness. I was expecting some big, fat, round latkes. You know, this was just hash browns made with matzo meal. You, know, um, you
0: at times in your career has worked at a pizza place, like a, a really old school yeah. New Jersey pizza place,
2: right? For, yeah. For almost 20 years of my life.
0: Uh, yeah. Uh, off and on. You've, you've taken breaks. Um, You know how to make that kind of pizza.
2: 100%. How, what,
0: what do you do? Like, do you go to a pizza place and say, no, no, don't make it that way.
2: Oh, I have not. Found, this- I have not found good pizza here yet.
0: There's not good
2: um, pizza yet. I well, for my standards, uh, okay. there's a couple of places that are passable. <laughs> my
0: standards, yeah. There's a <laughs>
2: couple. There's a couple of places that are passable, um, and I still have to try a couple of places that were recommended. Now the chains are the chains, right? Like Domino's, Domino's is gonna be the same everywhere. Pizza Hut Papa or... John's is gonna be the same everywhere. Yeah. Uh, same thing. Like even uh, they is there have an
0: Olive Garden out there. Um. I don't know you know, there's... when you're there, your
2: family, exactly. There is, there is a Grimaldi's. So okay. I Grimaldi's pizza is good. And like, that's, I'm sure I haven't had it yet, but that's gotta be the same everywhere. But here's what I did have. There's a place here that <laughs> advertises get this Ellen B style. Now, you call yourself L&B style. That means you know what's up. You know Spumoni Gardens. You know uh, like okay. you're familiar with that. So when you put that on your menu, I'm like, that guy can be my friend. So I go to the place, I order an L&B style. This had to have been the worst piece of you know white <laughs> pizza. I I almost went back there and be like, have you ever eaten at L&B? Like how dare you? How dare you call yourself like that it's how dare you call yourself Ellen B style. Like no. It's oh, not even close. <laughs> it was awful. Oh, it was awful. It was a shame. It was a shame. Um
0: this year is the first time I don't want to talk anything about baseball. I have turned down guests I have, you know, I I do want to reach out to Claire Smith because she's an icon and uh, we're trying to get her on in uh, January, but I've tried, I've I've steered away on this podcast because you know, the the idea of having a podcast that I'm in control of its destiny, I, I can do whatever I want, you know? Yes. What about the idea that I'm just, I'm over it. I am just over it and I don't care. And Until there's any kind of discussion about changing the gameplay. Uh, Again, I don't care about their lockout. I'm not interested. I don't care about, you know, the argument that has been made about, you know, the kids today don't like it. And it skews older so that when those people die out, you know, baseball is going to be a really minor thing. The sport meant a lot in my life and i owe the existence of my children to baseball you know like every everything in my career has been connected to baseball um and i'm i'm just i'm ready to completely divorce it i i i'm not having a a, a state of the lockout podcast we're not doing that on yeah. on this show what do you make of you've known me for 20 years now like what is going on here that this is not about Daryl Hamilton. This is not about uh, the the divorce with the Mets or anything like that. This is a sport that's unwatchable. I'm waiting for a sport that's unwatchable to return. That World Series was such a turnoff between the the Braves and losing the All-Star Game and the Tomahawk Chop and the controversy around that. And if you want to be controversy free, follow the Astros of all teams. And it just seems to be a big mishmash. And there was that flurry of free agent activity, you know, right before the lockout. I was like, it didn't even graze my radar.
2: Well, how how are you ready for the Cleveland Guardians?
0: Well, the only story I know about the Cleveland Guardians is that the owner of the Sixers, David Blitzer, um, the owner of the Sixers and the New Jersey Devils is trying to buy 35% of the Garden. (laughs) <laughs> and we just literally last week we had Adam White, CEO of Front Office Sport on. And I said, is for a sport that is declining in popularity, why are the valuations of the franchises growing? Like, why are these teams worth so much? And it's a commodity.
2: Well, you know, it's 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 the, the teams are worth as much as they are. It's because of the regional television networks because that are it's, being phased out. But but it's programming. Regardless of what that programming is, you could put, you know, a monkey juggling uh, tennis balls. It's programming that on that's V-City on after your show. Yeah, exactly. Bazing. It's programming that's on for 182 days oh, a year. Of
0: course, of course. I, I I understand. I I understand what what. Look, I'm not. Here's the thing. I'm not bringing up just because. I've done so much in the last two months on this podcast. The regionalization has to change. The ability to buy a streaming service. You live in Las Vegas. You can't see the Dodgers, the Angels, the Giants, the A's, and two other teams right now. You couldn't see the Colorado Rockies where you live now in in Las Vegas. That's ridiculous. Okay? But that needs to change. What there needs to be is that if I live in New York, I need to be able to purchase the New York Yankee games. Yes, I need to be able to purchase the New York Met games. If I live in Chicago, I should have my choice of the Cubs of the White Sox. And I'm not saying make them for free. And I'm not saying don't charge a premium. What I'm saying is make it available. Okay, so we've beaten that to death. I had Gary Bettman on and I asked him about it because what's happening is the 17 th- the year old sports fan who watches in their parents' house, when they go to college, they're not getting cable. Yep. So that's changing. The thing about baseball that, that I've noticed is the people who are passionate about it are all 40 plus. The people who give a crap about baseball are all 40 plus. And the people who are young don't care. And when they don't care, as they get older and become more engrossed in the workforce, baseball will become less and less and less and less. It's not going to die in our lifetime. We're not going to see the last baseball season, but it's not going that much longer than the next generation.
2: It's a great point. It's
0: outdated. The sport is outdated and it's just, it's over. And this lockout, who is offended by this lockout? Has one per has that lockout ever well, trended also, on social media? No,
2: but I also think that you know it's in the three month off season here, so like, well, if, and we're if, in a
0: pandemic, and if there's, and if there's a if there's a
2: lock, if we're starting to miss spring training games, then it'll move the needle a little bit. But right when, now, no one cares.
0: When all the players changed their uh, social media handles to uh, these silhouettes of baseball players, did that re- even move the needle? No, no,
2: not even a little bit.
0: Not even a little bit. So, you know, when, when, when you look at it in 2021, someone sent me, you know, last year we did this um, uh, podcast on the World Series film because it was filmed under the COVID restrictions, you know, when the Tampa Bay Rays, uh, you know, won the World Series. And, and the idea this year, somebody sent me a, a DVD. That's the funniest. It's, it's a DVD. <laughs> They sent me a DVD of the Braves uh, Astros World Series. I haven't even taken it out of the wrapping yet. I used to get those films and I would literally watch them, watch them, go to a screening of them, watch them. I have seen the 2001, 2002, 2003 World Series dozens of times.
2: Didn't you and I go to a screening of the Yankees one?
0: No, we, you and I went to a screening of uh, the ESPN 30 for 30, Reggie Miller versus the New York. No, Bears.
2: but I, I was also I also maybe it wasn't with you. I went to a screening of the oh, Yankees, no. the no. Yankees
0: no. World Series DVD. I have that one. Yeah, it was 09. Yeah, well, it was a great World Series. I went to I went to a when screening. I went to Michael K of that. tried to have me killed.
2: <laughs>
1: uh,
2: yeah, I remember going to a screening of that, like seeing like that in like a theater and then getting a DVD copy when I walked out. But those are,
0: those are wonderful things. Yeah. You you know what I'm saying? Like those are, those are wonderful, wonderful things. And I have all those films. I, I, I I, can not say this enough. I have all these films. I have them um, and I'll watch all of them after I figure out how to plug a DVD player. in. I don't know i i just I, i'm i'm over it i'm 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 really over that sport, and it pains me to say it
2: that's yeah, it's a shame um and I don't know if anything's gonna, gonna bring be you your back content.
0: In. it's gonna be your content all summer.
2: I don't know what's gonna bring you back in
0: well, that's the thing i don't I don't know what will either i I, I think what would it be what it would be is a a, a comprehensive Mike Trout going change. to the Phillies. no, no, it would be it would be a comprehensive commitment to eliminating strikeouts. Do it however you're going to do it. Just get, rid- it's too many strikeouts. And, you know, we've, we've talked about this uh, ad nauseum, but if I told you at the end of a workday, you and I don't work nine to five, so we don't know what a workday is. But if you, at the end of your day, you know, you have a, a family and you have life and you have work that you have to do or whatever it is. If I told you at the end of your night, you got 30 minutes you could watch sports and you have to pick what 30 minutes of any sporting event you'd watch. If it's an NFL, NHL, NBA game, you'd watch the fourth quarter. Always, yeah. Yeah. always in baseball, you'd watch the first three innings because the numbers exist that when a team has a lead, it is less than fifteen percent of a probability that the team losing is going to come back. Yeah. So you not only do you slow the game to a snail's pace with all your pitching changes, you still maintain the level of strikeouts, and nobody's coming back. There's no drama.
2: Listen, I mean, I've I've noticed it because this past baseball season, and I did really well. One at one point, I had won like twenty something straight bets and in a you row.
0: tweet a lot about your and, and right
2: and I really put an onus on betting only the first five innings. Yeah, because I don't the bullpen usage and everything is so unpredictable now that I just handicap the starting pitching and I handicap the going through the lineup three times. Right. And that's it. But once you get to the fourth, it's going to be
0: lefty lefty righty righty. This thing, that thing, this thing, that thing, this thing, that thing. It's not more contact. And then the team that's losing doesn't come back. And yeah. that, people have said, like, are you upset about the millionaires and the billionaires? No, I don't care. <laughs> I, do, I, I don't care. And it, it, it's going to be a weird summer because I'm not going to be the angry baseball reporter. I'm literally going to be just not covering it. And and, <laughs> and that's hard. But I, I don't know. The only people I want to talk to on the podcast about baseball are like like Claire Smith. I want to have Hall of Famers on. I want to get Josh Rowich, the new president of the Baseball Hall of Fame. You know, he's a dear friend and he's a great guy, and you know, th- 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 those kinds of people. But well,
2: speaking <laughs> of reform, that needs reform. I mean, uh, did Hall you see? Fame. Yeah, did you see um, the the guy uh, Hunt who put out his empty ballot, and he hasn't covered the sport in years, but yet he yeah. still has a ballot, and he has a, um, he, has right. a he hasn't covered the sport since yeah. like twenty twelve or whatever, and like. Yeah he was the same person that filled out an empty ballot, like the Jeter year or whatever, you know, like, it's like, it's like, fuck you, you know, like, I don't know if I can curse on this podcast, but it's like, like who are like, who do you think you are? You know, like, oh, I'm going to make it all about me and show that I'm so against the steroid error that I'm not going to vote for anybody to get no, into the, the voting
0: process. The voting process is a sham. Um, the voting process is in con- uh, con- concurrence with the, Uh, Baseball Writers Association of America. The baseball writers, by the way, do not give MLB.com years as credit. Britt Giroli of The Athletic cannot use the 10 years that she covered baseball for MLB.com as years to qualify for a Hall of Fame vote.
2: Absolutely terrible. Absolutely terrible Ridiculous. Team now, bro- Team broadcasters that have been there For over 10 years should have Hall of Fame right. votes it, Bob Costas should have a Hall of Fame vote Carl Ravitch, you know, yes. Ed Randall
0: yes. Susan Walden, Tim Kirk. all these people should Tim have Kirkshin, Hall of Fame votes Of course And you know these people should have Hall of Fame Should, should have Hall of Fame votes Not mm-hmm. at just be in it Just give them the votes Yes, like and no offense
2: like like no offense to like Rob Parker should not have a Hall of Fame vote. Covered the Reds for 12 years in the 80s and 90s. Right. Should not have a Hall of Fame vote. Um, Brian Kenny should have a Hall of Fame vote. Totally. You know, like like these are the he's type covered, of... covered he's covered yes. this
0: sport in an official capacity yes. for 20 years. Yes. And 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 I often said cuz people on Twitter every time I I say something they're like, "Well, you're just trying to get a Hall of Fame vote." No, I'm not. I don't care enough. Yeah. I I don't want I had covered this sport for 27 years. In an official capacity for 27 years. Yep. I don't need a Hall of Fame vote. But you telling me that Ed Randall doesn't deserve a, a Hall of Fame vote? Yep. There's no way. And it just it's 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 absurd. But the museum can only make one decision. They're going to say, "You know what? We're getting rid of the Baseball Writers Association of America." And they're not going to do it. They, and, and the baseball writers are just trying to protect something that's theirs. Yeah, of course, it, 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 it's absurd. That's not how I wanted to end this uh, this uh, Jewish podcast. That's this all right. Is not, uh, this is not how, what we want. Now I'm cranky. <laughs>
2: well, um, we'll do a mitzvah.
0: I want to say this. I want to say this. Um, podcasting rebounded in 2021. Um, 2020 was a rough year for podcasts when everything in the world shut down. Sure. Um, People weren't in cars, people weren't in gyms, uh, the audience. People, yeah, people have, weren't
2: people weren't commuting on the buses, on the trains. Right. Right. Yeah. Yep. Yep.
0: So, uh, you know, the, the, the audience numbers, uh, you know, pretty consistently have have uh, returned to pre pandemic levels. Great. Um, I do think that podcasts have become a little more corporate uh-huh. than I would be comfortable with. Um, now it's it's Spotify makes them and iHeart makes them and Amazon makes them and this guy makes them and that guy makes them and it's not the, I think when I started Sports with Friends and the other podcast that we've been on uh, a bunch too uh, The Hall of Justice, when I started those shows, it was much more entrepreneurial Yes It was much more uh, find a niche and if you had a niche, you could build an audience and I'm very, very grateful for the audience. What I'm also grateful for is every time Twitter uh, purges bots, <laughs> I don't lose followers, and yeah. I like that. I, I, I just like that they're real. You know, yeah. I, don't, I don't care about how many there are. I just care that they're real people, and, you know, for that, and I appreciate, you know, having a podcast like this to be able to say that. Um, same time next year?
2: <laughs> yeah, let's do it. I'll order year the bon- I'll, I'll order the You're fine.
0: <laughs> Yes, there is. I'm, I'm putting like those uh, Chinese box in the collage for the, for yeah. for the book. <laughs> <Yeah, yeah, yeah. laughs> Happy New Year, my friend. Uh, Happy New Year to success. you. That Thank is you. Scott Seidenberg of VEASAN. And you can follow him on Twitter. Scott's on air is his Twitter handle. He bailed me out four years ago, and we're never going to let him forget it. <laughs> we will see you in 2022. Thank you so much for all the folks who listen to this podcast, who like this podcast. Even if you hate this podcast and you don't say anything, I really appreciate that too. We will see you. Have a healthy, happy and a healthy new year. We'll see you in 2022.
3: If you want me to stay, I'll be around today to be available for you to see. I'm about to go. To stay here, I gotta be me. You'll never be in doubt. That's what it's all about. You can't take me for granted and smile. Yeah,